offensive. <laughs> but I can't breathe. <laughs> and on top of that, if I have my mask on, my, my glasses fog up, so I can't see either. <laughs> so, anyway, well, thank you. We appreciate y'all, y'all having us come this morning, and uh, been kind of looking forward to it. <clears throat> Nathan called me a few weeks ago and asked me if I'd be up to it. I said, well, sure. And, and uh, by the way, this, this happened to be a, a banner day for us. Uh, this is the first... We we've been back to church in the whole since this whole COVID thing. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <clears throat> we're good to be here. If, if you if we take your scriptures now this morning and we'll read the scripture that we're going to be dealing with this morning, found in Psalm chapter two. That might be from, familiar to you. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a question here. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? <clears throat> the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore, uh, sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Father, we just thank you now for your word. Thank you for your uh, the word, the, the effect it has on our lives. We just pray, Lord, you speak to us through your Holy Spirit this morning. And Lord, maybe just teach us something that would encourage us. Uh, we're living, we live in troublesome times, and we sure need encouragement. We ask you to bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let me ask you a question. People here, you like to read once in a while? Read a book, whatever, uh, maybe a novel. I'm kind of particular to mystery novels, you know. And you get into a book, and you start the plot starts to lay out for you, and uh, and you start having these characters get mixed up and whatever. Did you ever get the desire to joke to the back and see what what the end of this is going to be? You know, you just can't wait, you know. Well, you know, as Christians, and we're, where I trust many of us have been Christians for a few years, we know the end of the story. But you don't have to wait till the revelation to know the end of the story because 
this psalm tells us the end of the story. It's right there before us. So uh, we want to take a look at that. Now, when, when we take a look at that psalm, I'd just like to back up to Psalm 1, just for, for a few minutes, to lay the groundwork of who the characters are. Uh, and this, this is a great psalm. And in fact, the scripture that Nathan read this morning from, uh, from, from Joshua kind of goes along with, with the advice you have here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the, river, by the water, by rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Therefore the ungodly shall not be... The, excuse me, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners, sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the godly shall perish. Now that psalm basically is the introduction to the whole book of Psalms. It was penned by David, as, as the second psalm was. Uh, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. But we see here a contrast between two men. The first man is the, the, the we call we would call him the first Adam, or we call we actually we call him the second Adam. But we have two men. We have the righteous man and the unrighteous man. And when I was when I was uh, uh, studying for this, I learned something that I, I never knew before. <clears throat> But uh, Dr. Harry Ironside was the guy I was re uh, reading his commentary on this. And he said that the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew, the idea that the blessed man is not, isn't, isn't that the one that doesn't walk in the, in the counsel of the ungodly, actually has the idea that he had never walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Or he never stood with sinners, or he never sat in the way of the of the scornful. So when you think about that, we think, well, this 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 whole this this psalm is a good psalm for advice for us for godly living, for instruction, for leading. Uh, but somewhere along the line, I probably slipped up. I listened to the wrong person, or whatever. But the only one that ever fulfilled this fully is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Adam didn't do it. All the rest of the characters of the Old Testament slipped up somewhere along the line. But we have a picture here of, the, of, uh, of Christ. And the second one is a picture of us. We used, Well, hopefully we're not ungodly anymore, but we used to be. Uh, we have a picture of Adam and then the second Adam. Now, the, the reason I'm saying that is when God created the earth and he, 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 he created the heavens and the earth and so forth and he created man, he created the beautiful garden and he placed man in charge. 
And he was, what was his purpose? That make, that God gave him the job of tending the garden and having dominion over the whole creation. Correct? But something happened. He lost that. When he decided with his wife to disobey God, sin entered in and he was disqualified. So now, now through all the ages, there's been a struggle. Who's going to be in control? Well, this, this second, second Tom tells us who's in control. <laughs> so we look at second Tom number two, and I'm, I, I entitled this uh, The Four Voices. It's 12 verses long. You break it up in four sections, three verses each. And you have four different voices that speak in this psalm. And very clearly. I never really realized it until I got studying it. And there it is. So the first, the first voice you hear is, is the world. And we, we, we see here, the verse says, Why do the heathen rage? What are they upset about? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, this is what they say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords away from them. So if we think about this first voice, we, we see it's the world, it says so right there. Uh, let, us, let us break break their bands asunder and so forth. Who is this world? says here, the heathen, the rulers, uh, the people. Now, can I ask you a question? Who are, who are the heathen? We know who the heathen are. And as, far as, as far as the Jewish mind is concerned, from their point of view, you're either a Jew or a Gentile or heathen, one or the other. Doesn't matter what race you're from, whatever. Kind of religion you're from. If you're not a Jew, you're you're a Gentile, correct? I don't know if remember if Nathan remembers. He was pretty little when we lived in Ghent. <clears throat> Ghent is spelled G-H-E-N-T. Ghent, Ghent, New York. Well, my wife and I used to go take a walk once in a while, and we walked over by the ball field, and there was a new couple that moved in town. And we walked by one evening, and we started talking to them. And they were a Jewish couple. We got to know him and talking with him. And he knew I was a pastor. So he would kind of give me a grip once in a while. Anyway, uh, he was telling me that he told his friends in New York City, that is, that he used to be be a Jew. And now since he moved to Ghent, he's a Gentile. A joke, no penalty. <laughs> uh, but that's the, that's the point of view. Either you're a Jew or you're a, you're a Gentile. So, who are these people? The people, the rulers, and so forth. So, the simple way to look to find it is turn over to the New Testament, if you would. Turn over in your Bible to Acts chapter four. Now, it's interesting as we as we head there that when Jesus was on earth and he was teaching his disciples 
and you read through the you read through the Gospels, and and he was teaching them things. He was teaching them things about his coming, death, burial, and resurrection. They didn't understand it. He taught them different things about the coming kingdom and so forth, and they didn't know. But so he told them in John chapter 14, basically, don't worry. When I leave, I'm going to send you another comforter. That comforter is the Holy Spirit. When the comforter has come, he'll teach you all things that you, that you need to know. So if we, we you go over there in that, in that section here in, in Acts chapter 4, chapter 4, it's right after the day of Pentecost. People, uh, uh, Peter's preaches great ser- uh, sermon. They've been indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And, then, and they're gathered together in an upper room and they're having a prayer meeting. <clears throat> and uh, Peter and John came back. They had been hassled by the chief priest and told them, that, hey, don't do that anymore. Don't, don't, don't preach in that name anymore and so forth. And, and Peter and John said, hey, we got, we got to say what we've seen and what we heard. So anyway, they, they were back together and they were they're gathered together and they said, uh, they, they, uh, we heard, when they heard all that they, they said, this is verse 24, they lifted their, their uh, voice up and said, Lord, thou art God. Thou, you have made the, the heavens and earth and sea and all that therein, who by the mouth of thy servant David. Now guess, guess who David mouthpiece, or he was a mouthpiece for God. So we now know his, all these psalms are inspired, right? Because it said God wrote them, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> he said, uh, Lord, uh, you said, why did the heathen rage? And the people imagined vain things. Uh, and so forth. And the kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. Well, who's that? We're going to tell us right in the next, next verse here. For of a truth against thy holy child, Jesus, that's the anointed one, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles. Herod represented the Jewish people. He's the king of, uh, king of the Jews of the temple. Pontius Pilate represented the Gentiles. And the people of Israel were gathered together. They were all in this thing together, just like Psalm 1 or Psalm 2 tells us. Uh, For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. They were gathered together, and what was in their mind? We won't have this man ruling over us, correct? That's what the psalm said. Uh, we're going to break their, their bands asunder. Uh, and, and the there is not just his, but the Lord and his anointed. So, uh, they came up with a plan. They, they worked the plan. And, uh, and they put the, the Lord on, uh, on the cross and killed him. And they thought that was the end of it. <clears throat> Didn't go too good for them, though, really, when you think about it. Now they got a whole bunch of uh, disciples that are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're starting to do the same thing that only Jesus did. 
so, so what, they didn't, didn't do, do many, any good whatsoever. But we find here, in this, this first section, that that prophecy by David was fulfilled, I don't know how many centuries later, but a long time when Christ comes, that was fulfilled at his first coming. They did, they, they broke their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Now, when, when you think about it, <clears throat> and we think about John MacArthur, what he's going through, not just him, a lot, of, a lot of other pastors are going through it, a lot of Christians are going through it, but we have a whole world of people that seem to be going crazy. Have, have you ever... Have you ever had a time in your, in your history, some of you older folks, you ever go to church with people wearing masks? This is, this is, you know, now of course, this has got nothing to do with people. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a problem. But the way they're, they're dealing with it, the way the world's rebelling, and to me, they're saying the same thing all over again. We will not have this man ruling over it, whether it's Trump or whoever else. They don't want anybody ruling over them, telling what, them what they can do. So there you go. So that's the world. And the Jews, all together, they conspire together. That's voice number one. Then voice number two, guess who that is? That's God the Father. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh and have them in derision. He's going to ridicule them for such an insane idea. Then shall he speak unto them. In his wrath, I don't want God speaking to me in his wrath. Trust me. Uh, that's, 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 uh, and vex them or ridicule them in his sore displeasure. And then he says, "This." Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Now God said it. He's the one that designed it. And you're not going to change it. Nobody else is going to change it. You can holler and scream and, and carry on all you want. But you're not changing anything that God says is going to come to pass. So, that, that, uh, God... That, that takes care of voice number two. Voice number three, we have the voice of God the Son. And this voice says, I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. So that, do we know who that is? That's, that's Christ. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Where are we here? Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break the, the rod, with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. We see here, God has told us here, uh, He's going to have a decree. I will declare the decree. Now, our president, or a president in the past, 
have the power to have executive orders. They are, they are given out a decree. This is what I want to happen or whatever. And they have authority so far, so, you know, as far as it can go. But anyway, God says, I will declare the decree. And he tells it, this is what the son says. <clears throat> when when, when the, the son's speaking here, he is quoting what the father has said. He said, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. He is the only begotten son. He forever is forever going to be the only begotten son. Never going to change. Uh, and this decree is never going to be changed either. So ask of me, and I will give you the, the heathen. You are, you are, he, he's giving you, I'm giving you the whole ball of wax here. You're having the whole world. You're having, you're having the heathen and so forth. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And if they don't submit, verse 9 says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So. And someday, the, the Lord's going to come again, and he's, this is going to be all be his in what we call the millennial kingdom. And there's going to come a time when every knee shall bow. So, we think about now the next verse, the next one is number four, is the, the voice of God, God the, or God the Holy Spirit. From verses 10 to 10 to 12, we have God the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and, he, and he said now, "Be wise therefore now, O ye kings, and be instructed, you judges of the earth." And what he's saying, the Holy Spirit is graciously pleading with people. Think about it. You know how they say that in New York? Think about it. You know, think about what, what's going on here. Think about the decree that God gave to the, to the Son. Think about uh, the majesty of God. Think about uh, uh, his authority. And he's going to have dominion. He, he's he, what he says is going gonna, is gonna to happen. So think about it. There's either a good way or a hard, or a hard way to live in this life. And it's up to you to make up your mind which way you're going to do it. You need to think about it. If you try to rebel, uh, th these are the consequences. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be crushed and whatever. Uh, but he says, think about it. Be, be, be instructed, you, you judges of the earth. The thing to do, here's what you ought to do, serve the Lord with fear or awe, reverence, and rejoice with trembling. Rejoice because, number one, God is merciful. I mean, it's, it's by the grace of God any of us are here. Any of us have his mercy. That's, that's his grace. And another thing that, that uh, was impressed on me when I was thinking about these verses and what, what God was doing here, just think about how long-suffering God is. How long-suffering 
God puts up with people. You know, he just, he's given them the chance. So basically what the Holy Spirit is saying, kiss the sun while you got a chance. Before you perish. Serve the Lord with fear and trembling. Think about that. Kiss the sun, verse 12 says, <clears throat> lest he be angry. So now it's a time when you think about you and God, 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 not only is he talking to the kings of the earth and the judges and everybody else, he's, he's speaking to all of us. If, you're, if somebody's here today, they don't know Christ as Savior, now's the time to do it. God, God gives you all kinds of time, but it ain't forever. That's for sure. So, kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way. It don't have to happen if we just bow down to him, serve him with fear and, and, and honor, uh, and, we, and we, before his wrath is kindled. And the, the, the whole thing ends up with this simple verse, part of that verse, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So here we have the four voices. Voice of the world. And uh, all you got to do is turn the TV on. You don't have to read the Bible. Well, I guess you do. <laughs> but uh, it's there. It's just, there's all kinds of voices in this world, and you need to listen to the right one. And uh, anyway, we have an opportunity while we're here to, to receive Christ, to serve him, and, and the word of God says, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So I'm asking you today, are you blessed? I trust you are. Uh, I am. I'm blessed. Blessed with many things, but mainly I'm blessed, blessed to know that my sins have been forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven. Anything happens with me, I know where I'm going. And Jesus is my Savior. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you now for uh, this time together that you've given us. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And we, we thank you, Lord, for uh, your long-suffering, the way you put up with us. Help us now, Lord, to to uh, listen to your Holy Spirit as he speaks to us. We ask you to bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.